Greetings and welcome to this week's episode of the Pixel Crashers podcast, a podcast where I think I managed to finally start things correctly, only to fail at the very last step. I'm Angelus DeMortiel, joined once again by other people, including Kev the Gamer, or no, sorry, Glorious Kev, I'll eventually get his name right. <laughs> you just get the blanks. I blinked on Batman glare, bro. Kev, Kev has just announced that he's leaving the podcast because the because Morty can't get the his disrespect. Name right. <laughs> the disrespect. To be fair, I got used to saying that name so many times. Anyway, moving on. Let's go back. Let's let's go back to that for a second. I had to dis- not so myself. fast. I had to disassociate <laughs> myself with certain peasantry on Twitter that also uses their name, the gamer. This is part of the change. Because they say uh-huh. some hardcore peasantry that I couldn't even tolerate. And I tolerate a lot of peasantry. We also have Night Rose here. May the force be with you. May, may uh, the fourth be with you. Or... And Rose, in one line, proved that she's dirtier than the rest of us, somehow. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think uh, a certain, a certain uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker actually... Um, outdid everybody else when he Wait, said, what? "What? Where is it at? Oh gosh, all the damn retweets and shit get in the way." I uh, made this really silly little rhyme that cracked me up about wrong one. Oh god, it's gonna take me forever to get through this. Never mind. I'm not gonna find that. <clears throat> Moving on then, video games and stuff. Video games. We do actually uh, uh, occasionally. Uh, discuss things of a video game nature but this week we're going to discuss how morty hasn't played nearly enough of them and make fun of him for not playing any games it's okay you can share my glory in mortal Kombat. well at least up until today when they fucked up the servers fix your shit another realm i've been passing l's left and right in mortal Kombat against noobs i love noobs noobs are great he can't he can't beat anybody with any skill Hey, it's not my fault. I don't know how much skill they actually have. I saw a video I just clip see the, I, of Kev. Kev posted a video clip of him on Twitter. And I was like, oh, God, this is how he plays Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see why he can't beat anybody with any skill. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The important part is, is that I have a 60% win record and I'm keeping it. 60%? I think it might be 70 that's pretty it much, was, uh, that's 16, pretty much half. Is, you lose anything half. less than one hundred percent. That's not acceptable. Well, I'll tell you what, Zyphon. Come see me in Mortal Kombat 11. You can come get these hands, too. <laughs> oh, I haven't. I haven't played Mortal Kombat since, what, two or three? And come which, get these hands, uh, bro. Morton and I started uh, um, Mortal kombat in real life. It was time to put the game down. I uh, I played Mortal Kombat uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three is the last one I played seriously, and then I played that one that was like the RPG Mortal Kombat very briefly. Oh yeah, the Sub Zero game that was weird. No no no, not the Sub Zero one. The one where you're like the guy who starts off young as a kid and then gets old. Oh, Raiden. Don't know. Raiden. I don't remember the remember the game you're talking about. I was th- I was. I was it thinking was... of Shang Tsung when he shapeshifts, but he doesn't start off young. Uh, Shang Tsung starts out old and then gets young. Yeah. 
That's just it. So I can't think of who else might, you might be talking about. It was like an RPG-ish game. I can't fucking remember this shit. I, the only yeah, story ones I remember, I remember they did one with Jax. That was a story one. They did Sub-Zero and they did Shalyan Monks. And Shalyan Monks was fire. Uh-huh. Shalyan Monks was one of the best Mortal Kombat games. And it was basically a, um, a beat-em-up. So, so this, this RPG game, and I, I'm probably going to end up looking it up here in a minute. Uh, essentially, you were like in a kind of an open world-ish thing. And you would go and find all the different characters, fight them, and then you could like if you beat them, you got their powers or something. So Shang Tsung. Was it Shang Tsung? It had to, like that's the only character that's like that that I know of. Well, Shang Tsung doesn't work. steal their powers though; he just shapeshifts. Yeah, no, this was oh, yeah, uh, like right, you were right, like a, right. you were like a Liu Kang kind of guy, but you ended I'm up so... like being able to get a signature move from all these guys. It was like an RPG thing. Goku. That's Basically, what I'm hearing is you were the chosen one. Goku. Yeah. You were Goku. Goku steals people's uh, uh, techniques. Yes, Goku. That is, that is, I'm going to have to actually look this shit up because y'all are fucking worthless. That, like, that, that's a one uh, character attribute of Goku that is like a direct rip on the um, mythological monkey king, where, like, he would see somebody, you know, perform a certain te- martial arts technique like a couple of times, and then he he learned it just like that, and mm-hmm. end up using it against them frequently. Yep, that was actually a thing that he did. That a disappointing thing. I, this is gonna take me forever to find this damn thing because I mean, yeah. is, is is it that relevant? It is very important, and it needs to be uh needs to be discovered. I um, think this is your OCD. <laughs> kicking, so. This yeah, this, it this is. is this is most certainly my OCD because I need to fucking remember what the hell that was. Video games. What, meanwhile, does anybody else care? With show of hands. Probably not. No. Glorious. I'm just also, doing my own thing over here, so I'm and, not really paying attention to you guys right now. And <laughs> shout out to Rose, by the way. Getting on Twitter, smacking around peasants. It's been great. I, uh, Rose been on Twitter talking shit. It. I couldn't help. I'm just, it. I'm just. We can't get. We can't get Zyphon on Twitter to talk shit. No, I am bad at the arguing thing. Oh, like, no, you, you it's don't really not argue. It's not that I can't. It's not that I can't come up with... approach. Say something to make them look and feel really, really stupid, and don't respond anymore. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at letting it go. I'm, I'm getting better like... because <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, and see me, I'm kind of that way, but I learned to egg them on and to say more stupid things that entertain me through my work day. It's I just all bait. I get that pit bull reflex, whether whatever angle of approach I start with, I got the pit bull reflex and I just can't let go. You know, that like, so I, 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 I got to stop before I start and that's a big problem. That's been a big problem in the past, like, because I, I don't, but I don't argue well. is I don't so debate fun. well. You don't have to, they're, they're idiots. You don't debate them. <laughs> Either way, it, it doesn't work out well on my part. I'm, I'm not. I'm debate taker, so I just it, it doesn't. Oh yeah, no if you're a debate taker, then that might be hard, especially because some of these people they don't really care about logic or reason. No. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, the best I can do, like if I have an appropriate smart ass comment comment to drop in and then get the fuck out. You know, and then ghost. Ha. Um, you know, I, was, I can do okay with that. By the way, it was uh, it was um, deadly alliance slash deception had the conquest mode, um, where you played as Shunjiko, 
Mm. That's I didn't I play that mode. mode. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. That that I think that's about enough wasting time for today. We'll, <laughs> we'll move on from that. <clears throat> There's never enough. We do actually have stories that we're going on to. Um, I I just got sidetracked by trying to figure out what fucking Mortal Kombat game I was talking about because I apparently they're all don't great. Hmm? And it's Mortal Kombat. They're all great. Sure. You know what game was really great? Oh, you Kev, you just made me choke on my own spit. You know, you know what game was really great? Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim was oh. a great game. So was Earthworm Jim too. I didn't like Earthworm Segway. And I'm gonna say it like I said it in pre-show. Back in the day, I did not like Earthworm Jim. Yeah. I think uh, there's something so. Wrong by with the way, guys, I, just a last minute annou- announcement. Uh, Glorious Kev is no longer on the podcast for some reason. <laughs> I I don't know why yeah, his video just started breaking up. And... We can't uh, we can't handle that anymore. You can't we can't handle that. <laughs> no, in any case though. Uh, but speaking on the note of Earthworm Jim, so. They're actually making a new Earthworm Jim game um, to kind of my mixed feelings on here. Now, to be fair, it's the good news, bad news. Good news is it's actually being made by two of the original creators of the Earthworm Jim series, which if any of you remember the abomination Earthworm Jim 3D um, was not made by them. Because Shiny Entertainment, at back in the day, had a strict no-sequel policy. Um, after the second game. No, they had a no-sequel policy after the first game. They were just so drugged up after the first game, they forgot. <laughs> yeah, that, that game was out there. Let's be honest. At what point your objective of the mission is to chase down a, war, a, a running door, trip it, open up the door, and exit the level... You know that some Wait, drugs that, were involved the, in that. That's... The second game, the instruction manual is like, okay, what what does the Y button do? It rings Aunt Patty's doorbell in Germany, so stop pushing it. Yeah, exactly. But I want to push it. God, that, those games are awesome. Uh, push it. The question and answer is: Is Earthworm Jim dyslexic? Yes, no, or yes backwards? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you've not played these games you're missing out on some classics it, it, it definitely was a classic of 90s era eccentric platforming um and it was great I, at that i didn't feel like the controls worked for the game very well but maybe it was because i was on the genesis i don't yeah, know how it felt we, on the super nintendo zyphon and i played it, it was, on snes so I, yeah i had the it genesis had some rough yeah i had some rough points even on the snes too because that the, like the playability of the game was good enough, and that's about what you got for it. There were some interesting factors in there in playability, but for the most part, it was good enough. It was just the content of the game that was just so fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like the I bubble gun, it, it, you know, it, it, Earthworm Jim pulls out a bubble gun that all badass mean looking does nothing. Mm-hmm. Throws out some bubbles. That's it. See, but but I feel like that's one of those games, and I think a lot of those third person shooters back then were kind of like that too. Where I felt like they just played better on an SNES controller. Like, the, me on the Genesis, I never felt like any game involving shooting felt good on that controller. But it was great at, like, beat-em-ups, fighting games, you Sonic, game, obviously. You, you, well, yeah, that. you know what game played better on Sega? Sonic. Mortal Kombat? Sonic. 
Mortal Kombat. We had blood. Sonic, where you push two buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had a six-button controller. So can we just reasons. take a moment? Can we just take a moment to uh, everybody pay respects to Sonic? He's been he died and he was resurrected as a zombie Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, Sonic, for those... we, we we should have left you alone at Sonic CD. That should have been the last Sonic game. But here's the I thing: love Sonic Mania. I, I absolutely love Sonic Mania. As we're as we're as we're uh, sidetracking on here for a moment, just just as a disclaimer, yes. Uh, so to fill people in, uh, they released a, a trailer for the live action Sonic movie that it looks like it's following the trend of Detective Pikachu in the, in its CGI style. Uh, however, unlike Detective Pikachu, the CGI looked horrible. Like and on just, top of that, it doesn't have Ryan Reynolds' voice to save the movie. That's true. Uh, it looked absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Uh, and and as a follow-up, the creators of the movie did announce saying, okay, it, like everybody across the internet let out a collective fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, like it became a like meme overnight. Theories that were flying around was about it, that. Uh, that was funny shit. Yeah. A meme like, overnight? Did it take that long? It became a meme in like seconds. Yeah, it did. It's like they hit live and said, wait, they haven't even gone through the whole okay. clip yet and it's already a meme. Okay. In in today's in today's uh instant you know, instant communication world, overnight is a figure of speech. Yeah, it means five minutes. Five if minutes that, it took that long? 30, Thirty seconds to five minutes. That's what overnight means. Yeah. In any case, though, five minutes uh, is a long the, time in today's the, industry. The creators of the movie did announce that they're going to rework the CGI and that they heard everybody's feedback. And I'm like, well, that's good because, good God, that movie was gonna tank. It was, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad they heard us, but I'm still scarred. I had a nightmare about that CGI last night. <laughs> did you see the picture <laughs> I uh, retweeted I, 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 of I need the Five now. Nights of Freddy Sonic? <laughs> That was great. <laughs> no, he probably scared Freddy too. <laughs> yeah. In any case, though, moving, moving back to Earthworm Jim. Uh, so good news. Good news on Earthworm Jim being made by the original creators. Bad news is that it's <clears throat> going to be exclusive to a new remake console of the Intellivision. It's not coming to PC. No. I guess they don't want it's, my money. It, it's going to the Intellivision mm-hmm. Amico, which is a new, um, let's be honest, it looks like the the Ouija or Oya, whatever. I want to call it Ouija um, <laughs> console that, that bombed a few years back. It does. It, oh, yeah, that one. Okay. I forgot all about that. It has a oh, lot of dear. big names, especially from Nintendo. It's got several former Nintendo vets. As well as a few other very very significant names in in the industry, and they're deri- they're very deliberately tackling the retro gaming market most particularly, which I feel like is not very. I mean, people pick up a few retro games down then. But I don't feel like that they're it's that lucrative of a market to sustain a business off of, right? Like Sony or Nintendo can release their their classic PlayStation or classic Nintendo <laughs> consoles or whatever, but that's really not the linchpin of their business. You know, they've got a lot of other stuff to keep them afloat. So I feel like this might not do so well financially. And that's kind of the concern. 
it does have a low low cost to entry, so that maybe might be something that helps it out, or it's supposedly going to have a low cost to entry. Like what the the console price is not set, but supposedly no more than one hundred and eighty dollars, yeah. and none of the games are going to cost more than eight dollars each. Yeah, so that, I mean that might game. help it, but my thoughts yeah. are. Why buy that when you can spend literally like 30, 40 bucks more and just and get an the, Xbox? The controllers that come with it are iPod touches. Yeah, pretty um, much. Well, so something else here to keep in mind is that A, first of all, uh, they have a, the, their claim, their marketing pitches is that all, it's they're basing on the four pillars of, of uh, Intellivision, which is like uh, easy, friendly, family, fun, or whatever I think is what it was. Um, and essentially what that means, what they've translated that to is all of the games are going to be rated E. Um, so there's not, they're not going to have any like mature games on there at all. Uh, there no microtransactions of any kind. It is buy a game, play a game. And more than likely, just like the Intellivision was when it released, most of the games, if not all the games are probably going to be some form of multiplayer. Um, because that was one of the the sta- sticking points of the Intellivision. Everything was two player, um, so I feel like they might do that same thing. Although on this one, you can you have the two iPod Touch controllers. Um, sorry, not iPod Touch. iPod Classic controllers um, with touch. With touch, yeah, it's got a t- it's got the little little round disc, <laughs> just like an iPod Classic, but it has a touch screen on it. You've got two of those. But then you also will be able to connect eight smartphones and have a similar interface controller on those. And y'all have phones, right? <laughs> I feel like that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still upset that we don't have any booby thought. You know, you saw what went on happened with Mortal Kombat, and now we're making another console with no booby fighters. People no, people are upset because Mortal Kombat. They are toning down the sexualization of a lot of the characters. Which, to be honest with you, like I'm so in on that concept. I'm like, dude, if Nether Realms wants to tone that down, that's their creative decision. Right. Like I don't care if titties <laughs> don't offend me. <laughs> Whatever. Like you know, you you want to have <laughs> over the top fucking Laura Croft. You know, quadruple D cups. Okay. That's... They realized that they wanted to stop competing with Dead or Alive's uh, Jiggle Fist. Right. Yeah, yeah, nobody <laughs> right. can compete That's... with Dead or Alive. No. <laughs> <clears throat> and I mean, I'd hate to say it if you really want those um, scantily clad, there's going to be mods more than likely. People <laughs> always mod these games. My, my question is, <laughs> so. my question is, why are you looking for that in a video game? Go meet a real woman, or or at least Pornhub. I mean, come on now, let's be honest. at least. <laughs> come on, haven't you? Wait, it's no, not hard to get a woman to like you. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 be honest here. Like, anyway, so see the the, the people that so, uh, you know look for that in the game, they are epic fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fanboys of titties? <laughs> no, they can't meet a real woman. 
I mean, they're probably lotion I, fanboys. I, should, I shouldn't have to explain the joke. That just ruins it. Damn it, Kat. <laughs> Don't be mad at me because your joke didn't make sense. <laughs> and welcome to the ADHD podcast, folks, where we are so far off topic that I don't even know where we were going. You're the I one like that it. said that all the games had to be friendly friendly on this console. Yeah, I, I'd I like to give a shout out to, to Morris Minor in chat who said Xbox that for two hundred dollars, this console ain't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Morris Minor in chat who said Seagal was all about that arcade experience. If you say that though, <laughs> you have to say it in a in a whisper because that's how Steven Seagal talks. It's, it's Seagal be an angry, angry whisper though. Yeah, it's got to be an angry whisper. Steven Seagal doesn't like talking in a full tone of voice, but he yeah, does like his arcade his experience. Movie history, though, he is all about that arcade experience. So you know that's not inaccurate. <laughs> well, if you look yeah. below, you thought he had a typo. He's he didn't say still, he, he, he was did. talking about the glorious he's Sega Genesis. The very Sega Genesis somebody, Master Race. That was, is a guy who does not quit. He's still making movies today. The thing is, is that, okay, so yes, it was clear he was talking about Sega, but it's yes. so much more fun to translate that into Steven Seagal. <laughs> no. That's going to be this podcast running joke. Yes, guys, <laughs> Seagal doesn't like what you have to say. And the well, fact I'm afraid of Chuck and, Norris, and, not Steven Seagal. And the fact that, that your phone is correcting to Seagal tells me that you talk about him a lot. Just throwing that Speaking out there. Speaking of phone, I off my ringtone. <laughs> Moving on, guys. Let's go on to another fun story on here. And talk about actually, um, you know, actually something kind of cool, right? So uh, Rose had mentioned, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago or the podcast before that, something like that, talking about Valve's, um, Valve's upcoming uh, VR headset that they're going to release. And they announced it. Um, and it is definitely a flagship grade VR headset, and it has a very flagship grade price at a thousand dollars for the kit. Five hundred dollars. Now, to be fair, it is compatible with existing um, Oculus Rift and Vive um, peripherals, so the controllers and the lighthouses you can use with this. So if you already have that set up, you only have to pay $500 for the HMD module itself. But if you're buying it new... If it costs that much. Yeah. But the thing is, and one of the things that fascinates me the most about this, which I don't have any pictures up of it because it didn't load those properly, is two things. And and then I'll ask you if... Because I I assume that you guys, of course, have read through this story. Um the two things that kind of excited me about it was the controllers and the earphones. Um, the earphones most notably because they call them off ear earphones. And what that means is, is that they're like um, cans that you put on your head, but take off the actual can and just have that, that earpiece floating out and f- away from your ear. And it gives you a nice sense of spatial surround sound, which is kind of fascinating to me. It's a little bit less pressure on your head from an already encumbering headset. And less heat. Yes. But what, what, like, so as far as if you guys were going to go for a VR headset uh, and, and looking over what this guy's offering, do you think that, what do you think it has done right? And what do you think it could do better? Or what? What's something that's missing from this that you guys think would ultimately, if you were given the money for it, 
and were able to buy it, what do you think might deter you from buying it? For this price, I feel that I didn't see anything on it being wireless, and I pulled up the article just to do a quick it's search. Not. You're you're right. There's I feel no it should be wireless because mm-hmm. you look at it's the HTC Vive. They've got one at a similar price point, but it comes with the wireless jacks. Module. Yeah, the wireless module and. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I would improve on this, but given the base specs, it I'll deal with wires and I'd buy it straight up. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kev? I'm honestly not interested in this device. The price is too high. That immediately turned me completely off on this guy. Like mm-hmm. they're asking for a thousand dollars, I'd rather drop that onto a graphics card, or I could even drop that onto a entirely well, actually not with the way Nvidia is charging. I could drop that on most of a new build. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe if um, you know, if Navi comes out well priced, or maybe well, what, yeah, what like about the Rift Go? Um, I don't know enough about the Rift Go to answer that, and th- and th- part of my issue is that I'm not also in the VR market. Um, just because the games aren't there. I don't have a reason like really to get into it. I mean, VR porn might be awesome. I don't know. But uh, as far as VR gaming is concerned, I don't think it's there yet. And I don't want all those wires across the room like um, Rose was talking about too. But then I could have concerns about latency. So there's that. Well, if if it's running, like Bluetooth, yeah, obviously. But if it's running a very high frequency like Ygig, Mm-hmm. Um, YGIG could, could handle the bandwidth and is ultra low latency because YGIG is around, uh, I think it's millimeter wave or or higher, I can't remember, but like it's very high bandwidth, very low latency, and that would be a good use of the YGIG protocol that has otherwise been useless because yeah. it's it's pretty much a one-room Wi-Fi. Um, it, okay. it's very poor performance outside of a single room, so that would be actually be a very good use on something like this, and then you just got to look at... Uh, um, battery you know power uh, options at that point maybe because i assume that because of the standardization they would probably use something like 2.4 gigahertz but i'm like that's such a crowded frequency mm-hmm. you know, it, you know it, y gig is 60 megahertz no i'm saying 2.4 i don't know anything about oh, y-gig. you you really would honestly like so and, and rose also probably can chime in on this one you talk to any any wireless like anybody who has the cwna or something like that they'll tell you that you always want to get the hell away from 2.4 everybody's technology is moving away from it because like you said it is so crowded it's ridiculous um that's why most uh wireless access points are operating on five yeah and five is yeah. even starting to get crowded because everybody's yeah, moving to is. five it, but at least five it has, has more bandwidth to handle that. It yeah, does. It has a lot more bandwidth. Crowding. Yeah. Uh, you know, in my household, everything's on five except for Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. See, in, in my household, everything's on the two point four except for me. I'm on the five by myself. Cheat. Oh no, it's not. It's not well, about but yeah. Ripping, ripping everybody else off at the house, <laughs> making them sit on the slow network. Psh. Yeah, that, that's where you have to look at, you know, obviously the controllers, you know, they, they can make a good long use of battery life. Uh, the headset would be the biggest issue right there because you like to compare it to a phone, even though it's not the same, 
it's similar. You look at the size of the battery versus screen time that you have on something like that. That's where you get a, a concern on battery life and like why they didn't try to go wireless on like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. But then again, the, the valve valve or the valve steam controller, they're like, yeah, we'll just put double A's in there. No rechargeable option. Fuck with you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you know what? People talk about rechargeable and having batteries in there. I'm going to use the PlayStation 4 controller, for example. I'm always afraid, like, if something happens to that battery, I can't change it. I actually prefer that my Xbox controller has a play and charge kit, and I can choose to use that and just swap the rechargeable battery, or I can put batteries in there. I, I like the flexibility. Not, I have not dealt, uh, take, torn apart a uh, DS4. The DS3, though, was super fucking easy to change out the battery in that one. I'm not taking apart uh, so- a controller. And well, I don't I'm, think most people are either. I know it's possible, and it's probably not even difficult. At that point, it's like, I'm just not doing it. Like, it's, things to, like to me, that, it's not worth it. Yeah, things like that. Well, I, I think they're, the idea behind that is they expect the controller to break down physically before the battery actually starts showing end of life. Yeah, um, right. if it if it has enough of a quality battery in there, if they use you know cheap you know poor poor standard quality batteries in there, then yeah, that's not going to last. Right, but then you have to think about there's going to be people out there that are going to be keeping these controllers around for years upon years, or you keep these consoles around for them for years on years. Like think about all the people that play retro games out there. There are people out there that still play on 360 PS3, haven't got a PC, haven't upgraded to the new consoles. They're happy where they are, and they're still using their old hardware. That may be intentional on a planned obsolescence, though, too. Even if the hardware, you know, can sort right. of, you know sort of last that long, you know, you got probably about a three to five year lifespan on that battery before you start seeing degraded performance, depending on use, you know, use case scenarios. Um, that's it's going to have a hell of a lot better cooling on that battery than it will on a smartphone. So you might be able to reach five years on it, but still. Right, but what happens when say okay? I want to play. Like, we'll use somebody playing on a PS3. On somebody playing on like a PS3 right now, legitimately been playing on that console for 13 years. If they're still yeah. enjoying their PS3, do they should they really have to go out and buy a new battery because, or go out and buy a new controller oh. and try to find the new controller? Because should they have to? Absolutely. Long but does Sony want them to? Yes. Yeah, yes. Sony does want to do that part, and that's part of the problem. That's where I'm like, I'd rather have the rechargeable option. I want the option. And like, oh, you want to go to a, a different console that has better rechargeable option, like a, a Microsoft? Well, they don't have exclusive. That's why I like PC because if I just want to swap <laughs> the controller, all I have to do is go out and buy the other controller. And there it is, <laughs> the glory of PC. Oh, oh yeah, my elite is leaked. I'm sorry. Uh, and then yeah, going back onto PC, time. we have the awesome VR on PC too. Yeah, uh, I, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't even bother with VR on console. I, I do want to talk I about the knuckles, so the knuckles for a second. Yes, uh, but first, I did want to give a shout out real quick to Morris. Thank you very much for subscribing. It's very much appreciated, man. Woo-hoo. But uh, on the knuckles, that was something. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the tech demo for Boneworks? No, I don't know. I, I've seen a tech demo with the knuckles, though. Somebody was doing some kind of climbing demo with it. Ah, okay. Where, like, so the, the, you know, individual finger grips on what they were trying to climb with. It was it was one part of uh, that. That was a EV two to EV three dev kit uh, uh, demonstration on what the differences between version two and three of the knuckles. Yeah, and I want to see. I don't know if they have if they reference it in this article or not, but 
um, I got to see this tech demo. Of, I meant uh, to watch that and I never got around to it. Yeah, of uh, of Boneworks. Um, let's just quickly. And this will be, of course, someone that's listening to the podcast um, won't really uh, uh, won't really get to appreciate the visual aspect on here. But uh, I want I want to correct myself because I just checked HTC Vive. The highest class, which is the professional, well, there's enterprise, but it does not come with a wireless. That's another $300 you got to shuffle out. Gotcha. Oh, God. Come on, give me the actual... That would have been something like for a future planning that Valve could have done on this headset is a um, power adapter, you know, mount point for a battery for this system. You know, and, and wireless communication, you know, upgradability. That would have been a great mm-hmm. idea on their part. And th- and that's the thing is that would have been future sales for them, too, because they could have been like, all right, we can sell you these additional kits. Granted, it's more money. But, you know, from a marketing standpoint, that would have been smart on their part. Yeah. My question is, while the technology is amazing, I still have a problem. This is the reason I think VR hasn't taken off yet. Is it just me or the game's just a bit lackluster? Like, well, there aren't a lot of, like, really, like, oh, my God, I need to play this games on VR. And the more appealing ones are on PSVR, which, that's a laggy, that's kind of going to be a laggy frame problem, rate mess. The problem with it is, right now, as it stands, is they're simultaneous marketing to enterprise and consumer realms. And the consumer realms, that doesn't get really any farther than tech demos. Enterprise yeah. uh, environments have found some more practical use out of it. But when it comes to gaming, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> and that's just it. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like I'm looking at these VR games on Steam because I don't know anywhere else really to get VR games. Um, and the only VR game that I've actually seen that I actually really want to play is the Batman game. There's um Batman. There's Batman Arkham VR. Mm. Oh, like, and the, I think I, Iron Man VR yeah. too. But no. Uh, so this Boneworks. If, if, if you guys haven't seen this Boneworks thing, so this was uh, this is a game that's in development or a tech demo. Um, and essentially, it's making use of the knuckles. And one of the things that's very unique about this is how it detects your finger movement and allows you to grab things because the knuckles essentially strap around your hand right there. And whenever you release the controller, it still can see your fingers. And so as a result, a lot of what they're developing is they're developing a way for you to be able to more realistically grab things, which really makes all the difference. One of the things I don't like about PSVR is the wands. It's the same thing I don't really much care for about the uh, HTC Vive for that matter, uh, is the wands are just really, they're, it, I, I don't know. I just feel really awkward just doing this. Right. Yeah. There's one one thing that would could potentially you know Microsoft is uh, developing um, a um, VR controller. Now it is very infant stages because they pretty much got two fingers on it, but it is more or less a pinch controller. Like you actually feel the physical presence and haptic feedback, and you know you're you're feeling physical pushback on what you're pinching. It's like pinching a, a little. Uh, um, Ping pong ball, like cotton pin ping pong ball, and that's the sensor they have. I know that it's rift. like I said, it's a very rough concept, but if you they could actually merge the 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 tech on that with this, that would be pretty fucking impressive. The the rift controllers are a little bit better, um, but mm-hmm. I feel like that these knuckles 
are probably the the I, I think that's what everybody really is is talking about the most is the knuckles um for, yeah. not the rift excuse me but the knuckles for the index are probably what people are talking about the most uh yeah the how, controllers look okay yeah the controllers are really are really fantastic i think that's one of the the major things is making a vr world feel interactable in a in a substantial way right and that's, that's always so hard like yeah you're still interacting with the controller yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I uh, like a yeah, lot of like brush across my face in this world, even though I'm standing in a rainstorm. Yeah, well, like, like uh, for example, Skyrim VR, right? As far as I'm aware, uh, and now I haven't played Skyrim VR, but the first time I saw it, someone was sitting on their couch with their VR headset on, playing it with a controller, and I'm like, oh, that just sounds like fucking throwing up to me. Like the motion sickness from a first person. Uh, like combat perspective now if you're cockpit you're in a cockpit like a race car or a spaceship and you're in vr and you're playing with the controller that would be fine but if you're actually it's your body moving around and you're using that with a controller and a vr headset that just doesn't sound good to me yeah unless you're actually moving your body around like the the, the treadmill setups that we've seen oh yeah on that sort of thing that's yeah you know, an interesting workaround on that. There was also another thing I, I came across while looking into this VR stuff. And this one is like, it's just like, I, I immediately thinking uh, this is, this can go very badly wrong because, you know, part of the problem with VR is it's trying to make it more uh, immersive, but if they fuck something up, it actually snaps you out of immersion where you could actually use your imagination. Like, you know, you're in a controller, you use a controller and you've just got a screen in front of me in front of you you can fill in the rest of the details with your imagination to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. VR cut, cuts into a lot of those imagination factors in there, and if it fucks it up, it yanks you out of the immersion. But this other accessory I was looking at, which is an accessory to any other standing VR system, it's a mask that goes over your face. It can blow, put, uh, Kev was talking about being in a rainstorm, it can blow mist on your face. It has a heater in there to simulate like the heat of sunshine. Uh, you know, it can blow air at you if it's wind in there. Here's the kicker. Aroma. It has fucking scents in there. Smell of and like there, You know, the one, like, okay, I'm immediately thinking, you know, I, I'm an army vet. Something that you do not get in any Call of Duty game uh, that you can't get into the immersion of is the it's smell good. of that shit. The smell of... You know, the, 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 that's, you know, just as bad as any of the, like, you know, something that is a major cause of PCSD, as many other factors, is the smell of it. And you mm -hmm. start throwing in that as an immersive factor, you're going to give people PTSD just playing a fucking video game. Like, well, there's a... Is that a good thing? I wouldn't say it's necessarily <laughs> a good thing, though, right? That's... No, I, I didn't say it was a good thing. I think, like, there's a certain point where it is too far. Like, there was a joke about that, you know, like, oh, we need to make holodecks because, you know, first-person shooter ain't shit unless it gives you PTSD. <laughs> I, I mean, how far are we going to go for, for immersion, though? Like, yeah. how far is it going to go? But I agree with you. It's like, if you really want to be truly immersive, you got to feel that wind on your face. You got to feel the rain on your skin, the crunch of the rocks under your boots. I mean, Otherwise, I think I think we'll hit the point of immersion once we get to the Ready Player One or the Nerve Gear level, <laughs> where we have total total cerebral immersion. Exactly. Now, now there was a 
accessory that I saw a long time ago. I don't know if it's still around, <laughs> but it was like a, it's a vest that you put on that. Yeah, I saw. That. Like if you were playing a FPS, it would actually thunk you like you were hit by a bullet. It, not it was but one of those. That. Well, no, it was. Do you want to be that immersed? It, well, it was one of those. Uh, uh, like. Uh, Ooh, this is a cool thing that someone is designing, but you never actually see it hit the market because no. it's it all it is 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 marketing marketing B roll that someone has for a product they're trying to market that no one that never makes it to market because it's absolute garbage, uh, you um, know. But the idea is sound of having that VR uh, like chess piece or whatever that that gives you haptic feedback and shit. Uh, we have that. Um, that exists. Um, it's been used by the the military because um, mm-hmm. like the, the they cool have alter- the, like the, you know back back in the eighties they started with the Miles Gear, which is a laser system. It uses the real rifles, but no ammunition, oh, and it fires lasers at chest pieces, and it more or less sounds off alarm. Oh, you got hit. Um, we've had several iterations of you know simulated combat since then. One of them was little paint pellets, which is like ten times worse than paintballs um, because it, it's paint pellets yeah. with ballistic. Um, physics behind them, like you know that they're it's they're, they're hard, but like it hurts. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll open wounds and you won't kill you. But and then there's another one that is an electrified vest. And you think, oh, it gives you a little shock. No, it will fucking drop you to the ground. Like you got hit, like you're 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 going down. That vest will make sure you go down. It's essentially, <laughs> see, see, I don't want that table. in my video games. <laughs> I want I, I want to you know. I'm going to need Kev to get real good. How far is too far? I'm, yeah, I'm that's my point. Like, see, I don't want to come back from my gaming experience with PTSD and bruises. So, I, I, I found this game on Steam while we were talking called Sexy Miss. It is a VR, literal porn game. Like, the the ads got girls standing around naked, uh, like, full butt ass, feeling on each other, girls giving head in the trailer. I, I'm I, like, no, of course, what? I would find this. There, there, there is, I just was looking for VR games. I, I, I was not looking for a sex game. I just went on Steam and said, hey, what VR games are there? And this was one of the top ones that are like top, um, what was it, new and trending? Yeah. And it's on the first page. Is any new type of media for, uh, environment and format, there's going to be porn for it. No, no, yeah. no. I'm, I, I'm totally. Porn usually when, are the first when the early photograph adopters for, any when of this people shit. first learned how to paint, they painted porn. When right. the photograph actually came around, they photographed porn. You know, right. I, I, and that's, that, that's not my point. Well. But my point is like, how how much immersion do we need in all in all of these mediums? At some point, we're gonna have people playing with flashlights watching this game. And now we're like, hey, I don't need actual women anymore. I got my VR headset. I got this flashlight. Or I got a, I got a vibrator. I got this dude on the screen. What do I need? You know what? Well, I have to step on the robots. You just solved a worldwide problem right there. No, mm-hmm. what, virginity? Over, overpopulation. <laughs> yep. Yeah, murder all the console peasants? Ob- obviously, oh, yeah. No, they're, they're trying to murder the master race. Oh, fuck. As as Morris mentioned, there is actually a VR section of of Pornhub, but there is yes, also there is. Uh, the one I saw that like something along the line Kev was talking about. I did see a uh, a VR strip club game when I was scrolling through there, and I I chuckled about it. I was like, "What, really? Seriously?" It's on Steam, you know. There's a yep. VR strip club game. I'm like, "All right, yeah." Uh, does it have Does it have microtransactions where I can actually give the strippers real dollars? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why is it exclusive to the Epic Store? Why is it exclusive? 
Because, <laughs> well, you see, here's All the, the other problem. games are. It, it, here's the problem. Epic ain't got no fucking VR support. Along well, Epic with also doesn't have nope. controller support. Epic don't like the titties. It doesn't, it doesn't have any Epic support like. for anything. Uh, it's a fucking web browser. Well, they, they have support for taking your money. Yeah. Uh, well, taking everybody's That's money. It. They have. They, well, now they're starting to put their games on Humble Bundle. So I'm well, like, I might buy the games on Humble Bundle and just use the Epic Launcher. I don't, don't necessarily care about that. Don't, don't do that. Don't. I, I, I'd yeah. probably still do it. Yeah. I'd probably still do no. it. No. No. And Kev has suddenly cut out again. <laughs> I shouldn't cut out because I don't agree with the hive mind. I, I, no, the, it's not so much a hive mind thing. It's the the whole thing is so they can get you on that platform because you know if you if you activate that game through Humble Bundle and then you have it on that Epic Launcher, well then you can just uh, you might be tempted to buy another game that's on Epic Store that's not through Humble. Mm-hmm. Whereas oh, no, you know, I don't you want to just, sort through their store, like or or, or since you have the launcher from my computer, or since you Actually, have, I, did, I installed it like once and then ended up putting it back. Or since you have like five million games in your backlog, you know, maybe you could play one of those until the timed exclusivity expires, and then buy it on GOG or on itch.io or yeah. somewhere like that. Or I could just buy it on Humble, like I buy my other games. Yeah, but buy buy, buy it on Humble once it's available to activate on Steam or on on GOG or something. So well, I am, um, I'm it, not. I just don't want to put my information on um on Epic. Exactly. Don't ever. Yeah. Don't give them anything. That's my point. Yeah. Like so. I was no, mentioning my, military my, use. No, but of, my name gonna know, be gonna be Rufus Johnson okay. on Epic. But, but but in any case, uh, so so what what were you saying, Siphon? As I was mentioning, military use of you know um you know, VR simulated combat and other stuff like that brings us to another interesting story of the um, Department of Veterans Affairs partnering with Microsoft to try and use video games as a method of rehabilitation for soldiers returning from battlefield. You know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and this is a a two-part factor in here because, you know, video games are actually two, three-part, whatever, because it can help with physical and mental rehabilitation. So I guess that's a two-part thing. You know, you got the the social factor of gaming um, because a lot of games have some kind of social, whether it's good or bad, have some kind of social factor. And they obviously try to use Fortnite or something with a whole crap load of trolls on it as a form of rehab may not be great. But, you know, so they're going to want to be a little bit more selective on that sort of thing. But you also look at the physical rehab, just games in general, you know, can improve hand-eye coordination and other issues like that. But Microsoft has their adaptive controller for soldiers with actual significant physical injuries, missing limbs and other stuff like that. You know, they can make use of this adaptive controller to, you know, be able to game effectively with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, like I, I know it's a bit of a PR stunt, but, you know, I see, you know, this is being a significant help to um, people who are in need of this kind of help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of, I, I've in general been like a fan of the development of that adaptive controller um, because I'm I'm all about more people being able to enjoy video games the better, right? Uh, and obviously, yeah. not everybody can use keyboard, mouse, or a controller or what have you. So that adaptive controller is no. Th- this is I'm I'm being serious here. Um, oh, okay. th- this is this is f- yeah. like the adaptive controller is for people who have severe crippling physical disabilities uh and it is yeah. actually really really good thing that like 
I don't think Microsoft you know, gets credit it. enough for developing that controller. Um, I don't think Microsoft gets enough credit for a lot of things. Attach toggle days. switches yeah. to it, breathe switches. You know, this, this is a controller that would have allowed Stephen Hawking to play video games. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that that's what we're getting at here is like, you know, potentially Stephen Cocking could have been, you know, somebody in his level of condition could play video games on this control. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you look at, you know, some soldier, uh, you know, um, wartime injuries are not quite that severe, but they are pretty fucking ugly. You know, like there's a lot of people I, I've talked to in the medical industry and there's some shit that you can see in the civilian side in the medical industry, but it is a different world from wartime injuries from explosive injuries oh yeah yeah you know like these people they come home they're really fucked up and this is something that can really significantly help them out psychologically and physically yeah it, it, it essentially the I, I i like the idea because like like you said when people especially if they've if they're like come home severely disabled and disfigured from a war zone and they're able to in like kind of have that that escape of playing a video game that we all enjoy and it's something that's just an every other day thing for us but they can never do that so they're forced to kind of i i guess face the realities of the world around them which is frankly best i can gather would have to be the most miserable thing in the world like if I broke a finger, I would feel like I was... Well, even without <laughs> any physical injuries, like, there, there's a certain aspect of you never completely adapt back to a normal civilian life. I, you know, I, I, you know, I have all of my body parts intact, aside from the wisdom teeth they took from me, but that's... That means nothing. Um, but, you know, like... Damage control. There, there's just certain things like, you know, I, I, I look at trash on the side of the roads and it makes me paranoid. You know, that there's certain things that... You would, you would and it's, hate been, it's been almost 15 years. And I will never get over that. I'm sure of it. Yeah. No, and that... and Yeah, and that's that's where... But my, my life in video games is... Uh, you know, I feel... You know, I never really thought about it before, but I feel it's actually been a pretty big help... On uh, you know, and I, I'm now diagnosed with PTSD. There's people who are a lot more severe condition than I am. Um, mm. You know, I've never really had that kind of significant level of involvement, but you know, it probably could have been a lot worse for me if it weren't for video games. Surprisingly, mm. you know, it's something I never really thought about to, uh, until you know coming across this story. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Rose, were you going to say something? I was just going to say that the more people who have access to video games, the better. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, like, this is one thing that I don't care if you've got a console. I don't care if you're on a PC. Just play a goddamn video game. Play what you enjoy. And this making it more, or this expanding the amount of people and the access to video games is very important. Well, like video games actually can help out aspects in real life, whether it's career or personal life that you don't even realize. Like I've spent a lot of time in grind frame, which the end game of that is fashion frame. Yeah, yeah. As, as an unintended result, when it comes to home projects and picking out the right color schemes, I've mm -hmm. done a pretty damn good job of that. You know, 
And, uh, you know, and there's uh, other things like, you know, they, they encourage surgeons to play video games because it helps with their hand-eye coordination. Laparoscopic mm-hmm. surgery at this point is pretty much a fucking video game. So, you know, that that's, you know, that like, people don't think about, like, oh, video games is just a hobby. No, like, it actually improves you as a person, whether you realize it or not. Uh, you know, some games don't. You know, some games are just absolute trash you know, on your cycle, psyche, like the... the the loot simulator that's that's not good for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. The the so the the comedy one was watching Doctor Mike, uh, who's a YouTuber who's actually a real doctor, uh, play certain simulator. <laughs> that's a that bad game great. as an example. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds uh, hilarious. I've seen Doctor Mike. Before. There was like I yeah. saw somebody I can't remember what who what reviewer or blogger it was that was going on about that game and it's like started showing some of the horror of that game. She's like, nope, no, like throwing up. Nope, nope. Nope. No, excuse me. Well, I just nope the fuck out. But it was right? essentially, it's essentially you just start. Uh, uh, you start throwing, throwing like, oh, I'm, I have to cut through his rib cage. Let's just throw the, uh, throw, throw. I'm gonna pull out, pull out his lung. I just toss it back in there. It's like, now that is something that the knuckles may help out with. Yes, yes, it would. It's just comical watching them like, trying well, to do it. You, know, you have that little fine-tuned grasping of a scalpel, as opposed to like, I'm just gonna grab the end. It's in his eyeball. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't Team Four Star play that at one point in time? I feel like it might have been a renegade for life. Watch uh, then again, watching the Vegeta guy do uh, Stanley Parable was one of the best YouTuber Let's Play moments in last, history. Last one I watched, I think, was them doing Borderlands or something. I just like I'm hearing Vegeta mine, 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 mine. Is he rushing on somebody to make the kill? Yeah. Stanley Parable was was a good one just because it fits so perfectly. And the narrator just punished him mercilessly. Yep, that that sums up Stanley Parable perfectly. Uh, so moving off of a the rather serious topic of of that kind of it's it's good news. It is it's happy, but obviously it is a little bit sobering. We can totally let's let's take a moment devolve back into our our internet trollish self um, because you know I know Kev I don't want Kev to fall asleep um, <laughs> and let's 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 talk about Epic Games again. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like that at this point we should just call this the Epic Games podcast because it's like Epic Games. And occasionally but then what are we other doing stories. We Wait, a Wait a minute. Aren't weren't we referring to it as Epic Acquisitions? You're right. Now? Excuse me. The the name of the company is Epic Acquisitions. The best part about that was that Kev totally missed the joke in that one. <laughs> I was trying to think of something even shittier to call them. Yeah, not I don't Maybe. think there is I I I'm not sure if there really is. Calling them something Epic Acquisitions. I just I, I don't know what would be a good like acronym to use for that. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. Honestly. I was, I'm do, I'm like working and on Twitter at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a get good moment. Yep. Get good. That needs to get good. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so <clears throat> the news this week um, was actually that Epic 
uh, announced that they've actually acquired the developer of Rocket League, Psionics, which now as a as a clear kind of disclaimer on it, I believe that Psionics was actually founded by former Epic employees. So it's it's not like it's a strange thing. It's pretty much like they just reacquired their own people. So that's the thing. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, is that obviously Rocket League is, is one of the uh, most popular and longest running contiguous live service games out there. Uh, along the same lines of Warframe uh, as far as, you know, continuing to update and iterate and get a lot of microtransaction money. Um, so it is actually doing quite well for itself. And now, before we go too far along, I, I do want to say that for anybody that wants to do the whole, oh, you were complaining because Epic was buying up third-party exclusives and therefore they bought up a company so they have a first party exclusive so you don't have anything to complain about no i've been complaining about all the exclusives for months even before epic started their bullshit so that's not a topic Mon just months you've been complaining for years you're right that i have been yeah, Listen, yeah like... how many how many podcasts have we devolved into kevin and i arguing about our epics or our our epics exclusivity in general <laughs> wow. we used to go back and forth about playstation exclusivity yeah first party exclusivity but specifically the thing is at this point you know what it's become such a thing i have now in my brain transposed the word <laughs> exclusive with epic so now <laughs> so now i'm just gonna call them epics they're not exclusives anymore they're epics they're epic loot guys epic loot no. anybody anybody no <laughs> Hey, I still want PC exclusives because the controls ain't gonna work on no controller. That's not. I I personally don't think that input input restricted games are necessarily exclusive. Right. That's. I, I mean, you. I mean, I ain't play, You can't play Total War on a PlayStation. Ex well, if if PlayStation and Xbox make a, a keyboard mouse peripheral, which I really think they should do. Xbox is working with Razer. Yeah. And they have a keyboard um, that made by Razer that's fully supported by the Xbox One, but a lot of games don't support it yet. Yeah, and, and in that particular case, I see absolutely zero problem without putting a Total War game on Xbox. It's going to run like they, hell because they, yeah, uh, Total War games, Total War games are are tend to be very CPU intensive. That's so, what I was about to get at. They're going to blow up the damn Xbox. You want to have more Red Rings of Death? <laughs> Yeah, but the, so but just to be clear on the psionics note, um, the reason why people are upset currently is not because Epic bought up a company and is putting out a first-party exclusive. Nobody is upset that Fortnite, for example, is on the Epic Games Store. I hear zero people complaining about that. What they're upset about is that, as Morris mentioned in chat, Rocket League has been on Steam since 2015, and now it's going to get pulled off of Steam and become exclusive to the Epic Game Store. That's, Did they actually say that? Uh, I'm pretty certain it was. It was. I. I'm pretty certain it was leaked that that was going to be the case. Uh, once okay. the the purchase was. Uh, yeah, the end of 2019. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Mm. Uh, so, so. My whole stance on it, be frankly honest. 
I don't care if you wanted Rocket League. It's been there for five. Six yeah, years. to be to be completely fair, it's still going to get supported on Steam the same way. You just won't be able to buy it. So yeah, at this point, it's three years later. It's been on sale five dozen times. Seriously, you know, yeah. It's like if you've if you want the game, like it has been there for like five six years. You would have already probably bought the game, mm-hmm. you know. At least, at least that's kind of my stance on it. I actually have no problems with Epic buying Psionics. I have no problems really with the particular deal. I would. I actually wish they would have put the game on GOG, you know. But before before the whole deal, like why leave it just on Steam? Whatever, yeah. buy the game. To be fair, I wish more games were available. Um, I wish more games were just available everywhere. GOG, Windows yeah, Store, I, Xbox I, Store. Exactly. Put them all on Epic too. I don't care. I don't care. I'll just buy where the cheapest game is. Yeah, that that's you've heard my statement. I want my hardware, my distribution platforms, and my games to all compete on separately of each other on their own merits. I've said that mm-hmm. I don't know how many fucking times. That's been my argument mm-hmm. against PlayStation exclusives is I want the PlayStation hardware to compete on its own merits. I don't want it to compete based upon how many exclusive game crutches that it's got picking it up because the PlayStation hardware, can you tell me anything unique about it? Nothing. That's that's what the Epic Game Store is going to end up doing because the moment you start siloing all these exclusive content, the platform becomes about the exclusives. And people mm-hmm. don't pay attention or don't even care about the platform anymore, including the company that runs it. Well, so. the comp- well, you got the corporate slaves. Yeah, they care about the they care about the platform having as many exclusives as possible. Uh, I'm pretty certain Rocket League has Rocket League has been a big pusher of crossplay, Morris. So you're not going to see anybody like if if they go exclusive to the Epic Store, people that have it on Steam will still be able to play with them just fine. Hell, yeah, they were one like, of the biggest proponents of getting. They got Sony to fucking allow crossplay on the PlayStation mm-hmm. Four. That was a. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about an feature. achievement that's above and beyond what anybody else has been able to do. And on top of that, we talk about we were talking about Fortnite a year ago. Mm-hmm. Rocket League was pushing for that before Fortnite was even a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. That the that... one thing for launchers, especially on PC, it's all hosted by the same server. So it doesn't matter if you launch it on GOG. It doesn't matter matter if you launch it on Epic. It doesn't matter if you launch it on Steam. They all should, or they all do connect and yeah. play on the same servers. It's just when you get to that cross-platform where the issue happens. Right, and I don't know how they how they actually handle the matchmaking in that respect. Like, what what makes it special? Do you channel it through a VPN or not a VPN? Um, it's it's a actually local network or something. No, it's it's all it's actually all about the database replication. So mm-hmm. essentially, your profile, your stats, all of that stuff. With Rocket League, it's pretty easy because Rocket League's gameplay is it's. There's like the car you have, as far as I understand, and any of you guys that play Rocket League, I don't, but I've watched enough of it to where your car, like the skin you have on your car, doesn't really matter. All the cars perform the same and operate the same. And right, it's all cosmetic. Yeah, it's all cosmetic. So as a result, there's no 
uh, items or stats that are going to affect the gameplay in any way any differently on another platform. All that they have to do is they have a profile of yours that has your name attached to it that's on a database, right? And then that database has all of the uh, like text file or XML file uh, items of the cosmetics that you have, right? And then mm -hmm. they just sync that Xbox, PS4, uh, place, uh, place, or uh, PC, wherever. Um, and then when you log into the game on whatever personal thing, it will then pull that local database for that platform. Say, oh, you're Morty. Here's all the cosmetics you have. And then I log off my PlayStation. I log in. When I log off of PlayStation, it syncs the databases across to PlayStation, to PC, and so on. I go and log in on my PC. It says, oh, hey, there's Morty again. Here's all of his cosmetics. That's kind of how the system works. That's the reason That wasn't why the question I was asking. Oh, what? What I'm meaning more so is say, like, for example, with the gatekeeping, we'll say on PlayStation, what gets, and I'm not sure if, me, I don't think it's a per game basis, but like, where does the network or the, um, the packet go from when you're in PlayStation, for example, or Xbox? I want to play, I don't know, we're going to say Mortal Kombat. I haven't played a lot of Mortal Kombat. I send my shit out because I don't think it goes directly to the Mortal Kombat server. I'm pretty sure PlayStation and Xbox like filter that shit or whatever. Um, so, I just don't understand. I just don't know the what's the. I don't. I don't understand the platforms. Yeah. So uh, from what I understand on those, you have two different. Well, actually, three systems on here, but one of them doesn't really matter. Uh, third one is the chat <clears throat> system, which we don't really need to worry about here. Um, but you have two sy systems going on for almost every game I know of. Um, now, depending on the size of your game, if it's a big AAA title, like say you're playing FIFA, right? That's going to use matchmaking through EA because EA runs its own infrastructure and CDN, right? Even uh, on console? Yeah, even on console. My it's understanding all... was on console, the consoles do their own matchmaking. Nope. The match, there's a reason why you get the disclaimer that the online interactions are not uh, uh, not Guaranteed. rated or blah, 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 is because you can report people and there is a, a feedback system through APIs that comes to the consoles, um, but the actual matchmaking is still handled by the publisher if it's a big game. If it's a smaller game or if they the publisher, for whatever reason, doesn't have quite the heft of an EA or an Activision, then in that particular case, you will run into uh, where they will actually use the platform-specific matchmaking like Steam or like Xbox, PlayStation, and so on. The other piece you have on top of that is the friends system, which to you just looks like a friends list. But actually in the background, it's actually a, a lot more complicated of an interconnect and it actually will interconnect into whatever the matchmaking system being used, be it Steam or Xbox or be it EA or Activision. Uh, it actually plays back and forth and feeds data of you are in this game in this kind of session. Is that session joinable? That sort of thing. So, for example, if like last week we were playing Dragon Age Inquisition, you could pull up me on on your friends list and see I'm playing Dragon Age Inquisition uh, multiplayer. And oh, look, there's a spot open. I can click join. There's a lot of complicated back and forth communication that happens between um, the matchmaking servers and the friend system um, in order for that 
that process to happen. Uh, and that doesn't and with the matchmaking that makes sense as to why I say like Fortnite, yeah, yeah that's cross platform. <clears throat> but on Fortnite, you have to have your own username to join with your friends on yes. the Fortnite system. Exactly. Regardless of what platform you play on. And that's because yeah. Epic operates its own uh, matchmaking servers for that game. Um, like I said, there's smaller games that I've seen that make use of like uh, uh, some other systems. Like, for example, uh, and the thing is, is there may not be matchmaking in the game. A good example, or or really crummy matchmaking for that matter, uh, Shadow Warrior 2, I think, had the barest of matchmaking available on it. In fact, I'm not even sure if it really had matchmaking per se. It was really weird to try to join the multiplayer matches in that game when we tried it out. Um, I remember we had like make our own name for Shadow Warrior, and we had to search for each other through a browser. Yeah, it was, it was really janky, and that was not using Steam's matchmaking. Um, but it also wasn't really, it didn't really have much of matchmaking at all. That, so that's a different, different, whole different ballpark there. And that gets really complicated, but suffice it to say, when you're dealing with a game that's cross-platform like Rocket League or Fortnite, they're operating their own matchmaking systems. And the thing is, this is something that most people don't realize Technically, if I wanted to, and I imagine there's probably some cost to this, but I think I might actually be able to use matchmaking through something like Valve or something and have it run off of GOG as well. But I haven't seen that before. So I don't know if there's uh, uh, challenges there that I don't see. Uh, but That Valve, might be why we had to do the janky matchmaking we had to do in the first place. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if... Valve's if I mean like there if nothing else Valve has like a list of servers that you can rent out from them for that yeah. sort of thing. Um I don't know if they have something that's a little bit more um independent that they host that you don't have to rent out but at least they have that <clears> option <throat> on there for you know you want to set up your custom game that is not otherwise supported and you well, want I mean, something that's ready to set up that you just got to rent out. Well, you also have other third-party services that will allow you to set up things like matchmaking services and host them on like AWS or something like that. So there, there are options and alternatives available, and that's generally how the the a lot of there are scalable options, but usually there's enough of a cost um, incurred in that that a lot of small multiplayer games will just use. A single platform's matchmaking. Um, now, for the complaint that I've had with Bioware multiplayer games like Andromeda or Inquisition or Mass Effect 3, is that they're using EA servers, which are cross platform, and they could legitimately have cross platform play, which would make games like Dragon Age Inquisition have a lot longer tail of enjoyment out of them. Um, because you would essentially be able to play with um, on PC with Xbox people or whoever. Except the the problem is is that I think that there it's a little bit too political for EA to want to throw their weight around in that way and more or less tell because uh, I think that they have the ability where they could just tell Sony to go shove it, shove it and you're going to support this whether you like it or not. And Sony would probably have to comply because it's EA or if Activision even, mm. even bigger. Um, but I don't think they do because that would be a bad look and that would have probably 
other repercussions down the line that they don't want to have to deal with. Well, the, it it would have been an opportune time for them to jump on it when that there the Fortnite fiasco was going on because oh, then yeah, yeah. like if if Activision and EA, EA jumped in on that at that same time, this would no longer be an issue. It would it have wouldn't been be a discussion. Not. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it would be done. The the you walls know, of the players like that have to jump in. You've got Epic, Activision, and EA all gang up on Sony and say, you know, no, this is what's the way it's going to go down. Um, yeah, it, it, the the conversation would be over. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, there's not really a financial We'd have different. Benefit. Well, I mean, like it wouldn't be over. The conversation would be different, very yeah. different. Exactly. But yeah, in any case, though, <laughs> as as we we went off on a different direction on there, uh, if you We're own Rocket League and you play Rocket League right now, nothing's really going to change for you. Um, however, so stop um, review bombing. No, actually, I, 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 again, to reiterate, the review bombing, and, and to anybody out there, method of communication. Yeah, to anybody out there that wants to blame the consumer because the consumer doesn't like what Epic and Psyonix are doing here, that review bombing is probably the only means of communication they have that actually gets noticed. Yeah, you want to blame the consumer on the corporation fucking up. That is that is the Apple for and, and not, you're holding it wrong. The reason the review that is bombing. going right back they to got, Apple got the, bought out I, or iPhone they 4. Got bought out. Well, no, the I, thing... I, 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 the thing is, is that no, it's you can't. I can't just walk into an office building, slap a stack of money on the table, and say I own you now. Um, as as much as as Tim Sweeney, I know wishes that that were the case because he would have walked in. Stack of money, you just pulls his dick out. Yeah, he he would have walked into Gabe Newell's office and uh, unzipped his fly, slapped some money on the table, and said, "You know what to do." Mm-hmm. You know, if if that were the case. But the thing is, is that's not that's not how acquisitions work. You can't just, especially if it's a private company. If we're if we were talking EA or Activision or another publicly traded company, uh, hostile takeovers are much easier to do because they're publicly traded. Um, mm-hmm. I I just yeah. know this because I just spent several days <laughs> researching into this for the video I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Can I just add one thing to? The whole review bomb thing. Mm-hmm. The yeah. reviews are still there. They haven't been deleted. Yeah. So, all you Twitter idiots, just calling you out right now, it's still there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, like I said, it's I, I saw someone that was just pretty much like, oh, all you stupid, immature... And it was someone that I actually didn't have much of a problem with, which was kind of, to me, a little... Um, revealing i guess uh someone essentially calling uh you know people to review bomb a bunch of like you know essentially immature babies it's like no they're consumers that are upset by decisions that are getting made and nobody's fucking listening to them that's the whole problem with re- that's the reason why review bombings exist is because corporations continually ignore their feedback mm-hmm. what else are they to do what other way do they have to send a message Whereas they see every time a game gets review bombed, it gets news headlines. It's getting yeah. the attention. It's like but yeah. Then all the corporations see on the flip side of that is, oh, they're throwing a temper tantrum. 
because we did something they don't like. Oh well, we're gonna do it anyway. It doesn't affect our bottom line. Uh, no, there's more. There's more thought into it than that because it does have an impact. Um, but essentially, they do the math and say it's the same thing with Fight Club, right? They do the math to see is it more expensive to do the recall or to settle all the lawsuits that are going to happen uh, as a result of not doing the recall, right? That's the that's the, essentially the trade-off they do on the corporate level is they say, okay, this review bombing is going to have an impact on us, but is that review bomb going to have a significant enough impact on us uh, for us to need to change? No? Okay, we're just going to keep on. And that's been Epic's uh, modus operandi the whole time here is that they have not seen any calculatable uh, effect on them because the Epic Game Store has no reviews. You can't review bomb anything on the Epic Game Store. And essentially, all, all it's doing is it's hurting Steam sales and those publishers. So from Epic's point of view, it's only helping them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're not gonna, they have no problem with it. Randy Pitchford, on the other hand, Randy Pitchford, on the other hand, will happily have a meltdown um, over. He actually did make a comment a while back talking he had a about. Because you told him about his microtransactions. Oh, good God. Jesus. So, <laughs> my favorite one was actually Jason Schreier uh, on a background of this. A long time ago, you guys might remember this game called Battleborn, which was a MOBA that stupidly decided to try to compete with overwatch um didn't it come out at like the same time as overwatch came, too? came out like within weeks of each other and their advertising made it sound like it was uh, it was an overwatch competitor but it wasn't it was a moba it was nothing like overwatch and but because they advertised it as an overwatch competitor it just got steamrolled and died within months so and it wasn't actually a bad game, which was kind of sad. But aside from that, the comedy was that Randy Pitch or someone said, oh, um, the game's going to go f- probably going to go free to play soon. Randy Pitchford threw a hissy fit and said, oh, these stupid fake news places talking about how it's going to go free to play. It's never going free to play a few weeks later. So Battleborn's gone free to play, guys. that that was something jason schreier um from kotaku posted up and i i lost it i was like that's so perfect that is fantastic (laughs) but that well battleborn is free to play as a trial and then you have to buy the full game for 40 or for 30 dollars i was pretty certain it went free to play are you sure that's no, I'm looking at it right now, and there's 68 people in group chat, but nobody playing it on Steam whatsoever. Well, that's how it launched too. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll look at that because I was pretty certain I heard it actually went free to play. I'll send you the link. I'm looking at it on Steam right now. Okay, that's fine. We'll we'll look at it afterwards. It may not have been free to play, but um, yeah. I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, the trial is free to play. I'm I'm staring at it right as we speak. Okay. In any case, though, back to the the topic on hand here. So Randy Pitchford made a very clear statement uh, a while back saying that Borderlands 3 would have no microtransactions. That was his exact words. No microtransactions. And then when they did the demo of the game, it came to light that there would be purchasable cosmetic 
Um, or no, excuse me. Small cosmetic purchases. Small <laughs> micro purchases <laughs> transactions. You know, these this English language, it's it, it gets a little little gray for me. I'm not sure if I, I quite understand the nuance there. Uh Game Informer called him out and said it was glorious called him out and more or less said yeah so you said there was no microtransactions he melted down like it almost you could almost hear the tears coming through the tweets as he was talking about how uh how how the fuck could they do this to me like and, and the uh, the editor-in-chief of of game informer pretty much said I stand behind this. You lied. He, says he, he, he literally said, show me where I lied. And this is where I held out all of Randy Pitchford's tears. Yeah, and because, because his essential argument was when he said microtransactions, what he meant was the bad stuff like loot boxes. Motherfucker, microtransactions are any small purchases in a game. Horse armor is a microtransaction. Mm-hmm. I'm. So, I watched that this was the Twitter meltdown live. It, like I said, it was fucking glorious. And we like Mort said, there. you could hear him. I think I was there before you guys because I actually posted something. Randy Pitchford's having a meltdown, and that's oh, no, when yeah. you guys. Oh, I, I responded to him. I said, "Oh, this is." He said, "Because the people are going to think he's a liar." So I responded, "This isn't why I think you're a liar. There's a lot of reasons right. I think you're a liar." <laughs> Yeah, and a lot this of people is, this were... This adds on to the pile of lies you've told us. A lot of people were saying that, but it was also extremely hilarious because two hours after he just shut up because he needed to calm down, he posts 18 tweets not addressing the article. The, the crux of the article, the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 18 tweets this- times 240 characters. Go figure that out. This is what happens when you don't embrace your else. Yeah. You should have told the truth, Randy. Mm-hmm. Now you have to hold your L. We all know you're a liar. People are going to buy the game anyway. You have mm-hmm. to understand that Epic is going to see some success with Borderlands 3. They're going to see a lot of success with Borderlands 3. No matter how much we say don't buy Borderlands 3 on the Epic Games launcher, people are going to buy Borderlands 3 day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we're, we're like we're fighting that uphill battle, and I recognize that. But they're gonna pre-order. Randy's, oh yeah, they're gonna pre-order. They're they've already pre-ordered. They pre-ordered the day that they thought it was coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so like when you recognize that yeah, we're fighting the uphill battle, I think Randy realizes that too, and he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh yeah, Randy Randy Pitchford gives no shit. He legitimately thinks the Aliens Colonial Marines is a good game. That should tell you everything that you need to know about his state of mind. I legitimately think he's a bigger liar than Trump, so I mean Ouch. is it I any mean, is it any shock that he's really good friends with Tim Sweeney? No. 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 But the one thing that does like if you watch his tweets, he does very much spout some of the same stuff that Trump does with like the fake news, big gaming media, that kind of bullshit. So, well, yeah. I mean, the Go gaming figure. media is fake news. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to sit here and defend ga- news media at, that I am 
trashing on a frequent basis because no. they operate off of uh, the internet ad economy, which means they are incentivized to post clickbait and not research anything and be and, and rush shit out before they have chance to vet any of their information. You have IGN. few gems of actual journalism, which is usually the exposés that uh, that uh, Jason Schreier does. Everything else is just regurgitating press releases or talking about here's 10 Game of Thrones characters we think will die this week. That's yeah. That's the extent of journalism now. That's not news. That's no. It's it's opinion pieces and blogs and that's pretty much it. So mm-hmm. I don't have Which the YouTubers do better. The thing is though is that uh you know they Game Informer even though I, I think they're the one of the ones that I'm not a big fan. No, it's PC Gamer that I think is just yeah. garbage. Um, but, well, and you know what? There's a lot of them that I think are garbage. That's not the point. The point is, is the Game Informer actually did a pretty good job of calling him out on this particular inaccurate statement. His comment, of course, is, I agree that a few words I chose on stage were left room for them to be construed towards confusion. In a moment where I had expected the team and I would be supported and applauded for holding the line with our stance on AAA monetization, I was hurt to suffer both claims of dishonesty and a suggestion that we had fallen on this point from Game Informer. <laughs> this was one of those 18 well, tweets dab, that I was talking let me about. Dab my, dab my tears with, with $100 bills. You know, it's so rough this to is be the world's smallest violin. <laughs> it's so tough to be a billionaire CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, I don't have to wake up till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I get I get drunk the moment I get up and party, and then I go back to sleep and think, how can I piss everybody off today? And then go lay in my billions of dollars. Yeah, right? I mean to be to be completely fair, um, you know CEOs do actually work a lot. I can personally attest to that. I'm mostly being hyperbolic and just throwing shade on on Randy Pitchford because I think that he's a scumbag. Um, but that's the major point on here though is that if you're going to make a statement as a as a ceo as a public figure and and i might have just a tiny bit of experience drafting and and understanding the concept of of public relations and public statements you need to be very careful when you choose your words on the internet because while the internet has a very short attention span its memory is eternal. Yep. This we, is why Chris Brown can't make a comeback. Right. Or this is this is why yeah. uh, James Gunn got fucking fired from Guardians, although he got hired back later. Um, he got fired from Guardians from a tweet that he made like ten years ago that was uh yep. you know was offensive in some way, and then uh oh no, well Disney is very big on their family friendly thing, and and that was not a very family friendly series of tweets and. So obviously they had to cut ties. It was tweets from 10 years ago because the internet's memory is eternal. Although why you didn't delete those tweets, I don't know. Because they were 10 years ago and you probably forgot about them? That's true. Yeah, good luck going through 10 years of tweets just to find it. I, I, yeah. can't, like, I can't remember tweets Twitter like is six weeks ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even scroll through and find tweets from yesterday. 
So mm-hmm. I, I can if definitely. Your Twitter understand. as empty as mine is that that might be feasible. Give it time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like I want to know who's the loser, who's the social reject that went through ten years of tweets, grave digging, going through oh, the muck. You got to realize find this there dog are, shit. There, whenever it comes into this political I, I, identity politics shit that left wingers and right wingers do they will dig for days to try and find mm. dirt to throw any particular person under the bus that they again that they social with. reject virgins yeah it's it's yeah. <laughs> well at this point in time with today's technology they 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 got a um computer nerd helping them out with that like create a create a script to uh, dig through this shit money look, money look, look for these keywords yeah they just they just look for keywords and then whoever happens to say those keywords, they just, you know, roast that person. Um, you yeah. know, don't care if they, they lose their job over something they said 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. If they said that 20 years ago. That means they still believe that now. And therefore, they should be they should be ostracized. And anyway, I'm going off topic on here. The point is, is 20 years ago, I was a teenager. I said a lot of stupid shit as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of stupid shit as a teenager, as teenagers do. Yeah, I should be held accountable for that now. Weaponized autism. Hey, that ain't nice. Here's the thing, you know, you're not, you're not that, entirely wrong. Not the the DOD actually looks for people of certain personality deficiencies, as it were, would be labeled, for certain jobs because they are naturally very good at certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, my my major point is, you're not entirely wrong because. I have actually met one of those such people that does comb through people stuff like that who did happen to be on the spectrum. I don't think that's necessarily that all the people like that. I, I think that was just coincidence, but it's still comical that you say that. And I actually have met someone that was like that, that was on the spectrum. Fun, fun little coincidence there. Um, like I said, that's, I don't know. How do you think I mined so long on Eve Online? <laughs> well, yeah. it's not more like, has so many hours in Fallout Four. That, that's what happens yeah, when you overdose on Adderall. You just sit there and mine for hours, hours. What's Adderall? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know what it is. But... Doing, doing psych nice. profiles, people with, who are psychopathic can be more desirable for special forces work. Because but, of that level of detachment that they have, it's well, a lot easier for them to do that kind of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's same same thing. Whereas a lot of other jobs, you, you go you go through the, a psych profile like, yeah, we've no, determined you're psychopathic. We don't want you for this job. The, the thing, <laughs> no, the thing is, the thing is, not just special forces work. You know who actually um, legitimately does psychoanalyze people and identifies traits of psychopathy in, for the recruiting methods? CIA. Epic. Oh yeah. You know why? I still haven't gotten a phone call from him. This well, because the CIA actually wants people that are good at faking emotions. Hmm. And psychopathic's uh, one of the traits of of a of a psychopathic or a sociopathic person is that they tend to be because they mm-hmm. uh, don't usually feel an empathetic empathetic connection to other people. They tend to be become through adap- adaptation very adept at emulating the emotions of others in order yeah. to fit in. 
that makes them almost the like the perfect spy mentality. We are so fucking just getting off topic on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this has absolutely nothing to do with gaming. We went into like straight off the deep end into conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, right we're there. we're this now has become the conspiracy theory, uh, the the pixels conspiracy podcast. <laughs> Guys, did you know well, that the Area Thirteen they have uh, Area Thirteen has the uh, has the PS Six in it already. They've had it for years, guys, and it does 16K resolution at 5,000 FPS. Um, JTEC TV told me so. You know what I got to say to that is to to quote Stephen Colbert, with all of the satire behind it, baby carrots are trying to turn me gay. (laughs) 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 I I think I found the most epic subreddit. I'm just no, 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 we're, we're, we're nope, away stop, Kev, stop. stop. Uh, I'm sharing it, I'm sharing it because it's funny. The page is no, funny. Kev, that's a bad Kev. <laughs> bad Kev. Oh. I've already shared it. Oh, oh God, shit. clicks it for entertainment. How, how, how do I feel like I'm going to end up on this subreddit in a couple of days? Right? You're if already you aren't there. already there. I, I already ended up on the PC Gamer subreddit. Um... <laughs> For days, that was that was enough anxiety for me. Yeah, yeah, they they want they, they were trying to argue at your every little point. Oh no, there's but the thing is, you had a mixture. You had either people. My favorite one was the guy who tried to actually sound I'm pseudo so smart and actually tried to claim that Valve makes a ninety-two percent profit margin. Where that, did we get this number from? That is, was painful to watch. I'm I sorry. Know, I was trying to read to through that and like, there's bad the numbers are not this guy's numbers out of the air. Well, and then and then whenever I said a 92 percent profit margin, he was like, "No, I was meaning that's after the 70 percent cut." I'm like, you do realize the 70 percent revenue is not. Valve's revenue, that's the publisher's revenue. They don't both get to claim the same money on the same thing. That's tax like, fraud. When I was looking through that, I was realizing that that guy does math the same way he does uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's like... He was trying to run a Chewbacca defense there. This is Chewbacca. This does not make sense. Oh, while, while we're on the subject of Chewbacca, his oh, actor yeah. died this weekend. Yep. Yeah. And Rest that was that was, Chewbacca. We'll miss you, Chewie. I, I saw a picture that was very apt. That was uh, um, Chewbacca holding up. This is an old, old picture. Chewbacca uh, with R two D two next to him, uh, holding up Princess Leia, and it was kind of like, <laughs> "Peace out, guys." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's that's a little misty right there." It's uh. I mean, little, you, know, you know, you know, it's gonna be really, really misty. Hmm. The fact that one by one the original Star Wars cast are dying like flies, and, and we're gonna be left with fucking Ray. We're gonna be we're left gonna with Ray, and and I'm like, God, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I like there was a, a YouTube video. Somebody started uh, made a counter on how many limbs Obi-Wan has moved, or how many limbs <laughs> uh, various characters have removed. <laughs> Obi-Wan was the clear winner. Like, man, that guy was vicious. Yeah. Back he, then and now. I mean, like, he was he was decapitating people, removing arms, hands, whatever. Did you they know, count they, Anakin's, like, he lost four limbs from that Yeah, they, they, they counted that on there. Okay. 
They they counted Anakin. They they counted the like the the very first one in the, the Cantina fight where he took took off the guy's arm. You know all of that when he bisected uh, Darth Maul. Yes, I I use the term bisect because it's a fun accurate term. I'm just saying when I watch uh, the Disney like, Star Wars movies, bisect. I want to lose a limb. I'm willing to turn off the. If they ask me, do I want to lose a limb or turn off the movie? Take the arm. But the new Star Wars movies, none of that shit. They like change the physics of the lightsaber for the new Star Wars movie. Like right. you know, you, you got things that would remove a limb. Like the guy gets cut across his spine. He's fine. Like wait, no, that's not how that works. That guy doesn't have a spine anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I. I, I, I why Disney should not make Star um, Wars. I, I have a sick fascination with at some point seeing Episode Nine just simply because I want to see how J.J. Abrams cleans up Ryan Johnson's mess. Um, because J.J. Abrams left to himself probably would have He's going to clean it up with lens flare. Yeah. No, the thing is... Clean it with fire. The thing is, is that I think that had J.J. Abrams done episode eight, things probably would have been okay and people wouldn't have had the opinion. Like, yes, seven was a bit derivative. It it had pretty much copied a lot of the story stuff on there. Um, How... By the way, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. Sorry, it's been years now. Han Solo dies. Um, which a lot of people were upset with, but that wasn't J.J. Abrams' decision. That was Han Solo's decision. That was, uh, you know, Harrison yeah. Ford. W- Harrison Ford wanted his character to be killed off in retur- uh, in uh, fucking uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> he's yeah. wanted he's wanted his character to be killed off well, for a long was, time. Uh, I don't know if it was Mark Hamill or if it was actually. Um... Uh, George Lucas that was uh, making a reference to I, I want to say it was Hamill making a reference to um, Harrison Ford on he was incredibly talented but he was lazy <laughs> <laughs> like he had the potential yeah. to do any fucking thing you know a- act any role he wanted but he just didn't have the motivation for it mm-hmm. but no he, he, he was just in there for that big stack of money yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't want to throw the quote on the See, wrong person, but it was somebody who was in the original cast or crew that made that statement. See, and that makes sense because everybody thought the first Star Wars was going to flop. That is why uh, uh, Carrie Fisher auditioned for it in the first place. She wanted to tank the role. She wanted it to tank so bad that she was going to be blacklisted from Hollywood to get back at her parents gotta love the teenage oh yeah that's right Hmm. fun stuff fun stories on on star wars and uh i'd just like to give a shout out and uh say fuck ryan johnson for really like the 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 prequels were cringy but at least they managed to keep a lot of hey hey, come on i I prefer the The only thing that the prequels truly like you know like people like oh the the romanticization yes that's it the romanticization from between anakin and uh um uh, 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 padme that was like it doesn't fit with it but the metachlorians that was just like no stop don't don't do this like but part of the whole star wars fantasy i'm I'm going to argue i'm going to argue against all of your points because i prefer the prequel i don't know i don't have a problem with the prequels i like a lot of aspects of them the metachlorian part though like it is not a sci-fi it's a fantasy don't try and bring sci-fi elements into your fantasy story it doesn't work 
Yep. I no, mean, that, that's it's not... sci-fi fantasy. Like, no, it's not. It, it's hard it's, to have that world. It, it is not, it's it's not it's sci-fi fantasy. fantasy. It's a space opera. A space I, I, opera. Yeah. And no, no, th- that is legitimately the genre. Yeah, I'll it give is, you space opera. That, it is. Sure. It is a space opera. Um, and it is very it is not it is science fantasy. It is there is no there's never really been any focus on technology or the science aspect of anything in Star Wars ever. You know, that's true. Um, no. That's very true. There, it, that's never all been. a complete fan fiction. Any of that stuff that's been on there is all from the fans. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing is, like, you have lightsabers, which, like, aside from a Dokamok, are completely physically impossible to exist. The Force. And we makes, don't even know, what, like, why or how they did it. They're just there. It's like the Force. It's just. To- Tokamok. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing I'm talking about. Tokamok is essentially, it uses uh, strong magnetic fields to bend plasma. Um, but yeah. George Lucas has clearly stated that lightsabers are laser swords. So that's impossible. Completely impossible. So well, plasma is very different. From most like most improbable. There's that whole deal with uh, photon binaries that makes it put very minor probability in there. Well, you also you know, have you, know, you also have the, the, the possibility of uh, uh, like the what was it? Oh, the the blaster bolts also make no sense. Those things travel oh, yeah. at like half the speed of a bullet. Mm. Mm-hmm. While, while we're to... on the um, topic, also of Star Wars, can I get fuck Disney in the chat? Because sure. they're destroying this glorious franchise. Yeah, See, I don't destroying it though. Like the directors are not doing great, but they're also handed a pile of shit on uh, on requirements that they have to meet. By I, I'm not disagreeing. Fuck Disney. See, I'm able to find a little bit of enjoyment out of the new stuff. I like that they kind of scrapped everything that's been written by everybody else so that nobody knows what's going to happen. But other than that, it's like... It makes it it easier to retcon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If if nothing is canon but the movies... Mm -hmm. I wish wish Bethesda would take that... um, <laughs> take a little bit of that with Fallout. Start retconning everything. So my thing, my thing is, is that I, I, and I've been long, long held this stance. I'm a big fan of the uh, of the Old Republic universe in general, and I do hear that they are making an Old Republic show or movie. We're not really sure which it is, um, and I've heard some some good news, bad news, back and forth on that. Um, I think that that's a unique universe to try to to use for storytelling because there's so much that's thousands of years before the 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 um before the Battle of Yavin, so before the first movies even came out, before the prequels. So you have tons of time when events could happen that doesn't necessarily need to contradict the Kotor video games or the Star Wars the Old Republic video game. Um and it doesn't have to rely on those games for any story content. It could be something completely unrelated to any of it that does nothing with those stories at all, and it would still be amazing. I just like the idea of having that that more fleshed out. It feels like essentially what you get by the time the uh, new games co- or the new movies came out, the prequels and whatnot, is that you had a shadow of what both the Empire and the Republic used to be and i feel like that would be kind of interesting to see that played out in a movie tv show 
What I loved about the prequels, now that we're talking about something like that too, is I love how it showed Anakin's turn to the dark side. It shows how people got brought into temptation, where I think Anakin's temptation started up flesh. Like you know, Padme, Padme was very important to that. Um, I just it wasn't it wasn't Padme. It was sand, sand. It's it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was that false. scene it was, was sand, so painful. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure his time in the desert, he had too much exposure to the spice. Yeah, yeah that's, yes, that's I, why I thought. I'm pretty sure with Padme, he had too much exposure I, I, to the sauce, and that probably had something to do with it too. But that's no, something totally uh, different. Yeah, Kev, Kev, you need to you need to get into some Dune there. Yeah, man. He, that, you need you need to get on that Dune life. Geriatric uh, no, okay. spice is just fucking awesome. Yeah, no. The, in any case, though, no, I I don't disagree with. Uh, I, I don't mind the stories overall because there was a lot of cool stuff that we saw in the prequels. One of the things I love to do, and this really, really kind of is fascinating um, to to watch. Watch the prequels again. And in the back of your mind, the whole time, I want you to picture and imagine and think about it from this perspective. Jar Jar Binks is the Sith Lord behind it all. I wish Jar Jar Binks wasn't there in the first place, though. No, 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 no. Think of all the terrible characters. How How he haphazardly looks like a goof and fool, but manages to, like, dodge lasers and, like, get a laser stuck on his foot and then shoot all the bad guys so randomly. It's like he just has this really crazy amount of luck. And then he is also instrumental in proposing that palpatine get get emergency powers you know he is when you look at it from the perspective that he's actually a sith lord that's the true evil that's pulling the strings the whole time it changes the prequels into something really fascinating that's all i'm saying (laughs) and so much darker and so much darker like if you view every action he does (laughs) as a deliberate (laughs) manipulation of some form or another you look yeah. at the, you know, you look at the pending emperors. Like this guy's pretty diabolical. But if you look at him, as that like that is so much worse. Yeah, like he is. It's so- like Hannibal Lecter talking to you. Like, okay, Hannibal Lecter, you can tell that this guy there's, he's an evil motherfucker. Like, yeah. you know, he's yeah. already fucking with you. Like, and he's smart. So it's like I don't, I just want to run. You don't want to try and fight him. You just run. But if you got somebody like that, that's who's your that- best friend. Kaiser fucking Soze. Yeah. Kaiser fucking Soze. That is all all that needs to be said there, is that ultimately Jar Jar Binks is Kaiser Soze. Who is Kaiser Soze, you ask? Shh! Nobody knows who Kaiser Soze is. He's He's a myth. He's a legend. You guys haven't seen The Usual Suspects, by the way. Classic, classic oh, movie. You need to understand that reference it's to know what Kaiser Soze is. a long time. It is, yes. Um, anyway, that's the point. Jar Jar Binks is, is a, I feel like he is actually a Sith Lord. He is the most powerful Sith Lord. Many people mm-hmm. have said that he's actually Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis the Wise. The one who was able to bring people back from the dead. Just saying, Jar Jar Binks was behind it all. He was the ultimate evil. Furthermore, let's talk first. Let's talk for a minute about how the Sith 
aren't actually the bad guys. It's all Jedi propaganda, okay? The Jedi are fascist, dogmatic. You know, you've been listening to too much of Kreia. Listen, okay? <laughs> the Jedi are dogmatic fascists that force their will upon everybody else and will reprogram and wipe the brains of people that don't don't agree you with them. You don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to We're, go home and rethink your life. Exactly. See, <laughs> the Sith are just all about self-empowerment, individualism, and more or less about you taking your own life under your own control and being the best that you can be. There is a How funny is thing, a like thing? I, I read a very analytical, or not read, listened to a very analytical conjecture on a, a from a YouTuber about Kreia and the nature of the Force and Force users, and that, you know, the, the way it led to it is Luke Skywalker was supposed to be the end of both Jedi and Sith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the, the way it was presented, like, this makes a lot of fucking sense, and then Disney had to go and fuck it all up. Of course they did. I reject that insinuation that I'm Alex Jones. I'm not not going yeah, crazy not conspiracy theory. There's not enough spit flying out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Your eyes are not bugging out nearly enough from screaming I'm not, too I'm not much. Saying, I'm not saying that the water's turned fish gay. All I'm saying is that maybe you should look at the Sith Jedi dynamic from a different perspective and, and stop mm-hmm. just believing what you're being told. You know, because I feel like that everybody has just been manipulated for years into thinking that the Jedi are the good guys. There's actually good and evil don't play into that dynamic. No. It's actually chaos versus order. Yeah. Any good D&D DM will be able to tell you that. Well, that's not yep. even truly what it is. It is um, passion versus order. Well, no, no. It's order versus chaos. When you're talking uh, D&D uh, chaos is, oh, is kind of a good uh, epitomization of the Sith. They're very much a. It's not that they but can't have the thing a code is, on like, themselves. You look just... at Emperor uh, Palpatine was not chaotic in his movements. Granted, taking not not counting the whole Jar Jar deal, but you look at the machinations of Palpatine. There was a lot of order behind that. Mm-hmm. He was very careful. He was very. There was a lot of foreplanning in what his, the movements he was doing up until a certain point in which he got all the power and then it did become chaotic uh, to a certain point in which he, he lost sight of everything he'd built. Well, uh, essentially when I... Couldn't see I, the forest for the trees. I, I should, instead of saying... Or order, the other way I, around, I, couldn't see the trees from the forest. Instead of saying order, I, I meant lawful. Um, I, I forget my, my terminology. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> chaos versus lawful. When you're dealing with uh, chaotic... It's not necessarily someone that is random and just does whatever. Uh, it's just generally someone who rejects um, the... Uh, yeah, good point. Rejects the current uh, establishment of rules. It's, Those damn punks. Uh, yeah, that's that's a chaotic person, whereas a lawful person... And that's I'm talking intrinsically. Without even thinking about it, they don't agree with uh, someone having control over them. Um, whereas somebody who, in the good example that I've heard many people give, if you pull up to a stop sign in the middle of a flat open ground, you're in Oklahoma, nothing, no trees, no obstructions for miles. You can see there are no cars coming on any of the cross streets. It's wide open, middle of night, stop sign there. Do you stop at the stop sign or do you go through it? 
Fuck no, go I, through. I, what, now, go you say through. go through the stop sign. I don't simply ignore the stop sign and drive past it. I drive through the stop sign. <laughs> Fuck that stop sign. It does not belong but, there. But a lawful person, a lawful person will stop at that stop sign even even if there's no other cars around. Uh, a chaotic person will blow through that stop sign because they see it as as being a useless artifact of artificial rule. Right, it's artificial. Law set up like the driving laws in Germany, where you won't fucking see a stop sign. You'll see this road has right of way. That's yeah. you know a certain certain road has right of way, and the other one doesn't. So be careful so, going through it. <laughs> so I I just want to I just want to establish here, Kev. Um, you're you're in agreement. You would go through that stop sign as well. Yeah. So congratulations, you all are Sith. Pack it up, folks. Well, yeah, I'm, I've. <laughs> And it, like you know, playing the, the 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 Kotor games, like a lot of the Sith options, dialogue options, like I agree with this more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of the things I liked about Kotor and Sotor well, in general is that they I mean, didn't you paint think it about as... it. Though you think about the Sith and the Jedi and what they really and how they really act, but yeah, do you go with what feels natural as a human, or do you go with what you're told by society is right? And that's what mm-hmm. made that's uh, it, so interesting. Yeah, the, that kind of philosophy is big in Starship Troopers from Robert Heinlein, and it's also big in the Dune series too. There, mm-hmm. there's different terms of reference, but it's the same Wait, idea. Doom is like, Doom is a story. I just Dune, shoot shit. Dune, as in you know that that look at that Doom. Um, that meme I posted in the media channel that that's from Dune. Yeah, you know the, about who, who controls the spice controls the galaxy. Uh, that Dune. Um, yeah. So the Spice Girls in, but, the, in 95 when they yes. controlled Spice? But the, the philosophy is is you're born with a survival instinct, but you have to be taught moral discipline. That mm-hmm. That's the Heinlein uh, terminology behind it. The uh, Dune terminology is animal versus human. You know, you're born as an animal. You have to be taught to be a human. A human is more or less the betterment of your group, you know, helping your group, as opposed to the animal is helping yourself. Yep. So basically, we've turned into animals in society because now if we see a kid on the street getting kidnapped, well, it ain't my kid. <laughs> Not necessarily. You well, have, actually, there's a, a multi. Like that. Well, no, there's a multi-step process behind that. Is you look at like, okay, I go and help the kid out, trying to help somebody <sighs> out. Well, okay, then I get kidnapped, and then my family's fucked up as a result of that, and I can't help my own family. Yep. So, so it's, it's not a simple black and white. There's, ass don't want to get kidnapped there's, too. <laughs> there's, that, there's that gray area behind it. It's not simple of like, oh, I'm going to help that kid or fuck that kid. It's like there, there's that gray area of whoa, why whoa, 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 would you careful. <laughs> We're not going that direction on this podcast, well, guys. <laughs> the other thing to take into consideration is the bystander complex. Because if you've got a bunch of other people around everybody's expecting somebody else to do something so they don't have to do something. That's why, like, in in the first response training, um, you don't say somebody call... You've seen every movie. Somebody call 911. No, you don't do that. You point to to a person. You call 911. Yeah. Or you just pick up your phone and call it your goddamn self. So, so by the way, if if your hands are full, you can't call 911. Yeah, if you're the one that's applying first aid in said situation... Yeah, just to just throw it out there because I didn't notice the chat because we kind of got drew into the Star Wars thing uh, to not mm-hmm. peek as Pikachu. Um, what do you, we think of the Sonic trailer? <laughs> oh, we talked about 
Sonic Dragon. the top of the show. Yeah. So, yeah we, Sonic we, we giving Zombie that. Jesus a run for his money. Yeah. Uh, we actually we actually did discuss that already uh, earlier in the podcast. Um, at the very beginning. Because we're actually like, the reason why we're just off topic bantering about um, Star Wars right now is A, first of all, it's May the 4th. May the 4th, May the 4th be, with, be you with you. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the reason why we're we're kind of off on on the Star Wars bit, but uh, we we did discuss Sonic at the beginning on one of our many tangents. In any case, we should get this wrapped up here because it is now 9 p.m. and we're now two hours into it, and I am baking in this fucking office. I really need to get these monitors replaced. These things are space heaters, just like roasting me as I'm here on the podcast. You're in your old ass shit. I mean. Yeah. They are like twenty pounds. You don't have that. He has like fifteen monitors in there. Yeah, but the these two monitors are fine because they're actually somewhat new. Well, I mean the four K one can get pretty toasty, but uh, uh, otherwise they're not that bad. Um, but yes, hey, at, least, at least you're not running AMD. Uh, hey. Unlike, unlike hey, I'm running everybody AMD. else I here, I can talk bad about AMD. Unlike, I, got, I got Ryzen. I can talk all the mess about AMD. Uh, unlike everybody you know, else, your Ryzen is uh, uses a lot less, potentially a lot less power than my Vega does. I'm just saying I'm the only true PCMR elitist here with my Intel i7 K unlocked, overclocked, and a GTX 1080. But but you need an i9 hey, to be. It's not water cold. It is. So yeah, you know, Rose is the only one here with a full custom loop. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't have a full custom loop, but my water CPU cooling is... master race. Yeah, my CPU. See, see, it doesn't count cooling. when Rose doesn't show us full pictures and specs. Mort, Mort has an AIO with the same performance as my air cooler. Yeah, uh, and it's probably not and and more noise. Fine, and more noise. I'll, I'll but it looks prettier. It does look prettier. Yeah, no, the yeah, thing that, that actually was what, kind of what makes me want to go water cool with AIO because I think it's so much prettier, and I don't have the patience for a custom loop. It, I just don't. It does look good, but here's the thing: is I, I like the peace of mind of no I, liquid. I will probably end up going with a uh, with a with a custom loop at some point in time, just because one of the benefits of water cooling is the fact that it will standardize your temperature across all of your components. Uh, most people think that oh, it keeps things super cool. Well, no, it's not that it keeps things super cool. It's that it keeps things stable. That's the real yeah. benefit of it is that you're you can ratchet up the the overclocking on your CPU, and because it's got so much water through a full custom loop to displace that heat, that it actually takes a lot more energy for that CPU. Just to remember, really you heat run it to your CPU first, then your GPU. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, it, really it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't what... matter order you've got it in because the liquid will uh balance out the temperature internally so (laughs) it'll get saturated with as much heat as it's going to and that's it my my cooling setup is like the opposite direction of i i've got zoned air cooling like i i've got an airflow zone for the cpu motherboard that you know has its own fan setup that is controlled by the cpu temp and then i've got a gpu zone that's affected by gpu temp you know mm-hmm. my, right now my gpu is not doing jack shit so there is uh three uh, three fans including the gpu fan or not including the gpu fans that are not running the gpu fans are also not running the bottom end of my CPU has little, very little airflow going through it because it doesn't need it. 
I should say fan cards. I just don't give a shit. I'm using stock cooling, stock fans, no overclocking. And I'm happy I'm with my 4K60. And that's equally Lords. just as good as anything else. Yeah. I like to fuck with shit, so I do. <laughs> yeah, that's... that. My thing is, is that um, I... A lot of mine is that I... I hey, first of all, I like the aesthetics. I, I, I really... My end goal, and this is this is just peek into the brain of Morty here for a moment. My end goal is I actually want a steampunk computer build and the um i want the wa- custom loop water cooling pipes to look like copper pipes um, oh you can do that it looks thousand dollars sojourner keyboard i i absolutely Wait, know that it can do that be on your done. next bill i actually have a friend that actually does that um but yes they are expensive um those mm-hmm. custom builds um really really run up the price tag yes you get the sojourner keyboard you get that monitor that looks like the old school uh like uh tube tv like a cathode ray tube tv but with no casing on it you know that whole thing anyway i think we've rambled but are you gonna have it out before the game cyberpunk comes out i that's not cy- Kev, we're not talking anymore uh, you confuse <laughs> steampunk with cyberpunk we can no longer be friends no, i'm just kidding yeah I, I didn't i thought you said cyberpunk. no no steampunk steampunk yeah i uh, thought i heard you say cyberpunk yeah no in any case though um we are gonna get things wrapped up on here because yes we just keep rambling on and we will keep rambling on all fucking night if i don't stop us so for those of you who are just now tuning in who haven't tuned in here before hi we ramble a lot as you can tell <laughs> <clears throat> we actually no, do stream no. every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, on one week, we do the podcast stream like you're watching now, and you guys get to watch uh, Morty bake under the heat of his office. On the off week, we get together and we just harass each other and play some video games and chill out for a bit. Um, we speaking, also- of, speaking of more bake, baking, you need to get some lighting, sir. You're starting to look like I did before I got these glorious um, Elgato lights. I don't know what's up with the lighting tonight. It really is not that great. I'm not sure what's going on. You and lighting are both off. Yeah, I think I think the exposure on my camera might have gotten turned down. I I didn't feel like fixing it. People can see me well enough. <laughs> so, and and you're a Sith Lord, so being in the darkness a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've got a dime. because you know red hair red hair people glow in the dark. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to turn the lights up too brightly on. Yeah, you know, you think there's actual lighting around the room. There's like one little um, one watt light in the room and everything is just reflecting off of my skin. Yes. Yeah. Here's a right, night so light. This glow over here is actually, ref- you know, just glow from the side of my face. All right, guys. All right. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. So in any case, for Not those of you happens. who uh, don't get to catch us live and are watching the VOD here, um, we do, like I said, stream it live uh, Saturday nights at 7 p.m. However, if you also want to catch it somewhere else, such as on your drive through traffic, we also do st- uh, upload the audio to all of the major podcasting sites, uh, including those like uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, um, all the other good ones out there, Spotify, Twitcher, Breakbox. Siphon didn't get the thing typed up quick enough, so I don't have my list <laughs> in front of me. But you guys can catch us there and also listen to the audio. We love you guys. All that good stuff. Why oh, my bot work? isn't running. The bot's not running. That would explain why. Everybody pays. Lisa, Sue, and Phil Spencer. I don't know why it's not running. It is running. It's right here Grace behind Gaben. me. Anyway. Tim Sweeney. Kev, stop, please. Grace uh, Gaben. Just don't. 
anyway, guys, we're going to get signed off here for this week. We'll be back next week with a party podcast, although we haven't decided on the game. I'm leaning towards possibly Mass Effect 3, but... I'm leaning toward Killing Floor. Or even Vermintide. Hey, hey, Kev, how about every time that you suggest that we play a game that Rose doesn't own, you get to buy it for her? I'm down for that. <laughs> Rose is not Killing Floor? I don't know Rose's library. Hey, Kev has I all that free money now that he ditched his uh, uh, um, PSN service. Yeah. You- all, right, all right, guys, we're getting signed off here. You guys have a good one. Shout out to Phil Spencer. We Later. had that entire... I didn't know these were games you owned. I thought these were games that you were interested in. No, those yeah, were actually games. Like games. And I've only got like 200. <laughs>